0: Welcome, friends of the universe. We are Soul Women.
1: We are three women exploring topics ranging from social advocacy, healing from trauma,
0: and so much more. In each episode, we aim to have deep conversations while maintaining our unique perspectives in order to promote a lifestyle of inner peace, authenticity, vulnerability,
2: and intentional living. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode with an open mind and an open heart.
0: just started, too. This, this is Callie. Is
2: this is Mar. This is Callie,
0: Mar. Okay, fine.
2: It, it is it's kind of 50th. trippy to see you guys on the same 50th. screen. Right? No, it's just really good editing. I think you know? this is the first, this would be like <laughs> the first you. time since we've been in a long distance relationship that you guys have been in a space. Been together. <laughs> together. And yeah, I'm not there. Is. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. usually
1: Andy's the the middle, like you're, you've you always been the common
0: because
2: it's like
1: home. Denominator the with that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. I know. It feels really weird when I picked up Mara from the airport and then I went to work the next day and I was driving home and I'm like, I'm
2: driving home to Mara. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. It is always Wait. a good feeling to know someone's like waiting for you when you get home though.
0: Yeah. Well, having somebody that I can make crack my back and, and like massage me. Psh, that's, psh, that's all she double. uses Sign me all. Sign me. Sign me. <laughs> That's what you that's what you do instead of making your friends like pay for their portion of rent for the time that they're staying they just give you massages and they tell you all uh, the truly. nice nice good things I did
1: the dishes today too without her knowing Yeah, she paid her rent so. and I was
0: like I was
2: like, Mario, you know my love language." Yeah. <laughs> it's important just eat a little cleanup it goes a long way, really. Because well,
1: Yeah. Also, Callie has a dishwasher. And like selfishly, I love using a dishwasher because I don't have one in New York. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll just do the dishes by shoving them in the dishwasher.
0: Yeah, because it makes it that much easier. It is kind of weird, though. Like even when I went to the airport, it's just weird because we have to we we sometimes forget that we're still in covid and mm. it's been so long and i think us as like human beings we try to be like okay like i this has been going on for this long so i should be comfortable with it by now because we think of anything else in our life if we can't become comfortable with it then there must be something wrong with us mm-hmm. there's an internal problem but i'm like no 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 it's okay to kind of feel like like, I don't know if you guys experience this, but I feel this almost like this COVID paralysis at times where I find myself wanting to make a decision that I used to make without hesitation. And then I'm like, mm, but now there's all these questions. There's all these filters that I have to, and questions that I have to go through in order to feel actually comfortable yeah once we left the airport and we were out of traffic I was like okay I feel like now I can kind of settle in it felt very like unsettling at first
2: Yeah. yeah I feel like it comes and goes in waves like I'll have moments where I'm like fine with normal activities like going it's like PTSD with covid but like there's certain activities I'm like going to the grocery store I'm kind of like fine with although the the mm-hmm. place I shop still requires masks so there's not much that has changed yeah. but but then it'll like come in these waves of like oh my gosh I decided to go to a concert and I just felt so guilty afterwards all of a sudden like I was just like oh should I have done that like that was a lot of people to be yeah. around I haven't been around that many people in a really long time and yeah, I get what you're saying. It almost feels illegal. The filters are that are come over you of like, should I be doing this? How should I go about doing this? Like, it's it is it's weird. I know. As soon as you said, it comes and goes in waves. And I was like, I was like
0: it comes and goes in waves.
2: Yep, <laughs> it does.
0: It comes and goes in waves. It always
1: does. I also, I also think it should be said where it's like, I think there is anxiety towards what you are labeling as like uh, COVID paralysis is because the pandemic isn't over Mm -hmm. and media is really making it sound like it is. And the way we are living also is kind of in the gist of like, oh, it is over. And we are all, at least I can speak for us three, like we are super aware that it's not over. And so I think when it's like, that struggle of we are still going out and doing things because we are vaccinated. We do wear masks. We are thinking about it. I get tested weekly again due to that um, stress, but it's also still like that weird, like, yes, it's better. Yes, we're safe in a way because we are vaccinated and we're doing what we can, but also like there is still a pandemic and a lot of people are just treating it like there isn't. And I don't know. I, I think that's where I get my anxiety where it's like on the limbo of... Yes, I still want to have restrictions with things because it feels morally right for me, but then also... I am in a situation where I can go out and be in public settings mm-hmm. where there is like master or like, you know, I worked at art, art event, like that was, yes, there was proof of vaccination and people were wearing masks, but not everyone. And there were moments where I was still kind of like, this is weird, but this is also my job. So I can't like not do it. You know, yeah, I, it is that confusion of like that limbo state. I feel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel myself just kind of sitting back more often and having this, this, it's sad to me because I don't want to have this feeling in myself, but I feel like I just naturally have like a distrust in our society now or people that I meet that I don't know. And I'm like, oh, like they're not wearing a mask. Like I'm just going to assume that they're unvaccinated. And mm. and which I know that a lot of people who aren't wearing masks now are people who are actually vaccinated. But it's interesting. Yeah, it really is. It, it makes me think about, how people tell the truth, mm-hmm. and if they don't think that there's a lot to lose, then are they just more willing to lie? Or and even to your
2: point, I don't, I don't want to have a distrust in people. Yeah, I was going to say even to your point about distrusting people. Like I was just talking about this the other night because I had an experience where a guy, I was walking across the street with a friend, and he's like, "I'll protect you guys," and then. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he realized his approach was wrong. So he doubled, ta- he like kind of like doubled back and walked back towards us and put his hand out. He's like, by the way, I'm so-and-so like put his hand out to like shake my hand, not even my friends. He like disregarded my friend and was like, and I literally was on my phone texting and I looked up at him and I was like, oh no, I'm not shaking hands. Like that was just the response that came out of my mouth. And he's like, oh yeah, COVID, COVID. Now there's a mixture of reasons why I didn't want to shake his hand, but it was like, I'm not shaking hands right now. Like I'm just not doing that. And then we were also talking about how that attributes into people that I've met during COVID. I won't hug them. And I'm normally a really huggy person. Like if I first meet you, Mm -hmm. I'll like usually hug you, especially like, my partner's family, for instance, like first time meeting them was in the middle of COVID. So like we didn't really like hug because it was just respect. Yeah. So it's so funny so because weird. now it's almost like you just hug people less because it's just a respectful thing to kind of keep your distance. It's And that part's really weird too, speaking of.
0: I know, like thinking thinking that shaking hands or like high fives or those types of things that were so normal in our society. Just touch. Like, those things are really truly going to be things that change and evolve through all of this. And they've already lessened to such an extreme. Uh, I will say actually getting to hug somebody mm-hmm. at, with the lack of normal hugs that you would normally have, it makes those ones feel like even more special, mm-hmm. like I feel like when I hug somebody now, I stay for longer because it, I can feel my heart just opening to mm-hmm. it or or just-, or or just actually feeling hard to actually let myself hug somebody, and that's why I want to stay in that. Like I just had a breathwork session with my first in-person client after f- freaking so, so, so long. I never thought. I never even knew when I would be able to have another one again or when I would feel comfortable with that. But this particular person, um, I I know where she stands for the most part, and I also knew that she was vaccinated and she was taking care of herself. And so we both felt comfortable in that space to to kind of go into that because that's the hard part too. Unless we're getting tested every single day, you're never really going to know. So taking it for what it is – if somebody's vaccinated and and hopefully just being safe in general that's about all we can go off of at this point in time that's like best case scenario and so when i when i got there we just sat on the couch and we talked and honestly it just felt so good to not only be with a new person in in person but be able to have like full on facial expressions to have like that 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 energy exchange that only happens in person when you can fully be with somebody and I realized that so much of this past year and a half has been virtual mm-hmm. and that really takes away it takes a piece of our humanity and it just shoves it down a cliff for like <laughs> you know it's kind of like well fuck it like you guys don't need that right you don't need
2: human interaction. Have you guys realized though like at least with like you two Um, because I've been virtual with you guys like for a long time like we pretty much have we're just like used to it now but I can for sure feel your energy through a FaceTime or like through our podcast sessions probably just because I know your body language so it's more of like a body language reading than an energy reading but it's like you almost like get good at the virtual energy reading after a while you know most people just started with long distance but now because of covid i think a lot of people have that
0: humans are incredibly adaptable mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's what that's
1: what it really proves right i think about that so often cuz i keep getting asked to do stuff that i'm like there's just no way or like in the future i think i, lo- I think about something in the future that i know i'm going to have to do and i'm like there's no way like it's going to break me like there's just no way and then i'm like I see all the other things that I've seen, like myself and others around me do. And I'm like, actually, I know the minute that I get in that situation, I am going to adapt. Yeah. Like, until I literally die. Like, that's just always what you're going to keep doing. And it's quite crazy I mean I feel like it really helps with the mindset of like anything is possible because it kind of is that like well you will always adapt yeah it's not like it's gonna be easy most of the time but most of the time you're gonna your body is gonna be able to like find a new way to live through a different environment or a different situation and it really does make you feel quite powerful
0: yeah I think it's the greatest invitation to be gentle with ourselves too yeah. because once you feel that power within yourself of just saying okay I may not understand this right now but I'm just gonna kind of surrender to the process Mar and I were just talking about this this earlier where um, where if you are if you're going in if you're going into something or maybe it was, was it with us? I don't have no idea at this
2: point. Um, but I just have so many conversations, <laughs> you know.
0: Uh, well, I've, I've, I I've know I've brought this up to a lot of people in the past. Um, maybe it was. Uh, you can tell me afterwards. Yeah, we'll like, figure this <laughs> out. We'll just edit half
2: Whoever Kelly <laughs> had this conversation with, please out. comment, like, subscribe. Please DM. Watch it be
0: Mar. Just, just watch it be Mar. And me just question my intuition. Um, but – when you are frustrated in the moment of doing something, like let's say you have a project, and as you're doing it, you're like, "Oh fuck! Like this doesn't look right. This this brushstroke or this this sound or this sentence isn't 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 what I envision it to be." And you're just noticing all of these these parts of yourself and the parts of your creative process that you don't have trust in. And that's what that really is saying too, is that I have a lack of self-belief in the process of how I work through things in my mind. We've gotten to the places that we are because of that element of creativity, that adaptability. And if you're only waiting to get an A on a project in order for you to view your work as worthy or, 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 or good enough then you're, you're never going to enjoy the process of getting there. And the process is what created that beautiful work of art or that paper or, or that website that you were building, whatever it is for you. So having that self-reliance to be like, I'm just going to sit back in this exercise of creating. I'm going to sit back. And I wonder how many times I doubt myself.
1: Honestly, I would like to talk about something Mm -hmm. because I think this was the conversation that we had. (laughs) See, she
0: doesn't even know. Last night,
1: I think it was similar to what we were talking about. Well, anyways, Cal and I were watching this. Cal, you'll know the title of it. But um, uh, basically, it's like the Great British Bake Off, but it's flowers and garden and and greenery.
0: The Great Big Flower Fight.
1: (laughs) Ah, the Great Big Flower Fight. Um, and before we <laughs> get in the us, show, notes, <laughs> so, let so, me tell you, it is so satisfying. Let me tell you, it is actually very fun to watch, and very something that was really mind-boggling to me um, yesterday. And this is why I think we did have this conversation. Was we were watching these artists have I mean okay so basically they create sculptures through greenery through flowers through gardens like it's very very like 3d it's also very much like you have to have the idea in your head and then you just really have to trust that it's going to come together kind of thing and we I know I was really shocked by like some of these artists because the way that they like would go into something and it not looking very good. It's not looking good for them, right? And then after like halfway through the show, you see that like, I don't know, that like little peak or that little like edge where they just tip off and then it like actually looks great. And it's so shocking because in those situations, I would have stopped. A hundred percent, I can tell you right here, right now, I think I'm creative. I think I'm an artist. So I would have stopped. And like, I know that that's where my downfall is still is I question the process a hundred percent. of the time, because my Mm -hmm. perfectionism comes in a way of like, I don't want to do this right now. Like, if I don't like it right now, I don't want to spend two more hours seeing if it works or if it doesn't. Like, that to me feels like a waste of time. I know that's a false, that's a complex on my own that I'm working on, but. It is just how I feel right now. So then seeing those artists like, yeah, maybe they're second-guessing it in their head, but they're still doing it, right? Their their instinct is to k- still keep creating the sculpture that they have. And it works out every single time super well. And on top of that, there was another conversation Cal and I had last night when we were creating some music where I was sitting and watching Callie <laughs> create music. And um, Callie just said something where she was like, in my head, when I see a song that doesn't feel finished or there's something missing, like it's a Sudoku puzzle for me. Sudoku. It's a Sudoku puzzle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> However <laughs> you say And it's
1: that's like a the, mind this. puzzle. It's like a logic puzzle. And I have never been the person to like a puzzle. Like I've always been as a kid. I hated that stuff. And so it was interesting to hear Cal be like, oh, I like the idea of trying to find this missing piece mm-hmm. or changing up the whole thing for it to work. And in my head, I'm like... I don't know if that means I'm more, what, right brain, but like in my head, I'm like, I don't want to do any of that.
2: But I think that's a great visual metaphor for just the theme that we're speaking on right now, which is basically just that like we evolve and there's a lot of change that happens and sometimes it's slower than we want it to be and sometimes it's messier than we want it to be and sometimes it's like... And you were to just stop or not try to continue, like, what could you be missing out on as far as growth or, like, a creation or whatever?
1: Yeah, like, at the end of the day, it's just trusting that process. It's just interesting how when you really think about trusting that process, it is kind of like blindly trusting mm-hmm. that process. Like you're like, I know this could work out. I I can't see it in my head right now. Or maybe I can, but I don't know how to get to like A, B, and C. So I guess I'll just keep going. But like, I guess my question is, if you guys want to answer a question and then Cal, you can go, obviously. Um, how do you, because I just had a day today specifically of this trust the process and trusting the process still... I learned a lot, but I ended up not having a final piece that I was proud of and it ended up being fine. But my thought there is like, how do you get yourself to keep trusting that process and like see the value in trusting the process and getting to what feels like a dead end at the end of the day? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because not all the time do you get that finished result right away.
0: No, I, I think that sounds really, really clear. And I know that feeling and that has been something that has been at the center of what I've wanted to work on at my music or in my creativity, is finding that, that that blind trust within myself. Because the process, that is showing how forgiving you can be with yourself. That's showing how you can problem solve in the moment. And I think it really just comes with time. And I know that sucks for anyone listening who's like, I want an immediate like remedy or a task that I can do that's going to make this easier. But the only thing that I can say that has undoubtedly worked for me and really exploded my growth, and Mara's like even seen this in like the day that she's been here when she saw me making music yesterday versus years ago when I started making music and she was in my old bedroom watching me make music. It's it's really allowing yourself to fail and not have any expectation for that. Because if you go into something and saying, I don't care what the end result is, and just say that and see how your body reacts to that. Because most of us are going to recoil, be like, that is such a waste of time. Fuck that. That's a waste of my energy. But it's the same way that I view emotions. Everything is in a queue. You're going to experience the, the vast array and spectrum of extreme joy and then terrible, terrible trauma or pain and in order to to go through those things you need to practice and without practicing like if you're only doing assignments you're never going to get better you're going to plateau you're going to stay at the same place they could be great assignments but you know i know so many musicians who don't practice and they're great great musicians and they could be mm-hmm. even greater they could have more control more connection to their own art because it comes from a place of fear, doesn't it? Like, we're afraid that you're not going to live up to this extremely high expectation that you have of yourself in your head, so why even try? But if you don't try and you don't expect these things to turn out imperfect, that's what's working on the process, is sitting down and saying, I don't care yeah. about the outcome. I'm just going to see how I process this. And if you can improve your process, the more practice you get with that, the better your mm-hmm. work becomes. It just is a byproduct of that that time and that patience with yourself. It's just patience. patience,
2: patience, patience, patience. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that answer. I feel like I agree with you completely on everything you said, but the answer that came to mind when Mar asked, I guess, for me, it's like I feel like I always lie on two different sides of the spectrum with things because partly just because of the way my brain works, I guess, but how I stay trusting the process on a human level I don't have any other choice because I don't have anyone like to fall back on like I don't have anyone paying my bills or anyone that is going to take care of you know my life if I didn't work and I didn't push myself to these goals or you know make money in the way that I you know want to make money so it's like as humans we want to succeed or we want to be fulfilled in some way or another. So it's like me continuing to to go through this process is fulfilling in itself, not even getting to the end goal. Just being in the process is fulfilling to my human self. Um, on a soul level, on a spirit level, it's like trusting the process. It just is because I trust the universe, because I trust the divine, because I trust my purpose that trusting the process is just right along with my faith in like, what is, what the whole reason why my soul chose this body in this time on this earth. So on a soul level, it's easy to trust the process. It just is. On a human level, it's like almost like a fear. Like Callie was talking about, like, I don't have any other option, but to trust this process. Cause if I don't, then I, you know, I'm going to be doing something that is lifeless and unfulfilling. So yeah, I don't know if those made sense or answered the question, but yes. <laughs> there was, truly, I th- I think I think what it boils down to is like you
0: don't want that lens of fear or or judgment over your creative self because that will inevitably impact your work for years and years to come until you actually fix that. So really, it's just delaying the inevitable. <laughs> yeah, and
2: I'd like to like just kind of zoom out a little on just the creative process, but just a process of life in general, because there's a lot of people doing things and reaching yes. for goals that maybe they don't see as like a creative thing. Even though I think in whatever you're doing, there's creativity, right? I know you guys feel that way too. It's like we all are capable and designed to be creative beings, whether you're an artist or not. You can be working at your nine to five at a desk and the way you create your feng shui on your desk is a creative process the way that you choose to fill in the data on the computer or write down notes or go get lunch and you walk the steps to get your exercise in like that's all a design in your brain of how your day goes it's all a creative process but for those of you who don't like do a creative industry type job there's still like a level of trusting that process too we all just need to mm-hmm. let go <laughs> of the expectations
0: that we have on ourselves. That's where all of this pain comes from mm-hmm. or this this feeling of being misguided. But if we return to the fact that if you're working on your relationship to yourself, that's all you can really ask for at the end of the day It's just to be open to possibilities and to actually embody gentleness, not just say, I'm trying to be gentle with myself. Actually, like, work on being fully fully aware of how you speak to yourself in those states because that's when you're raw that's when you're vulnerable and most of us don't know how to be vulnerable with ourselves let alone other people so
2: just be more open we love you I feel like I've noticed in our all of our episodes Callie always has like a like a wrap-up piece of advice last but, conclusion statement yeah where she's statement. like speaking you know, you know what that's <laughs> from I'm like oh okay oh this is great because because it's like it is it's like good to remember that we're speaking to you guys like people who are listening because it's easy to get carried away for me just in conversation with Callie and Mar because our conversations are a lot like this off recording as well but when we are recording, they, no, they I mean, are this is this. what our conversations yeah. are, but <laughs> maybe are a this. little more yeah. like interjecting and interrupting and like commentary, you know, because we're like when, True. We're, True. when we're podcasting, Less we're trying to give each here. other the floor to be heard. But it's like, um, but then when, <laughs> when we round it back out and Callie starts like giving her piece of advice, I always look at the clock. I'm like, oh yeah, it's time to wrap up. Yep. She's wrapping it up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I have that internal internal
0: clock. No, you know where that comes <laughs> from though. This is my last piece. That comes from because all all my years through childhood, my favorite book to read was like the Aesop's Fables, and at the end of each one of those, it's mm. like these these crazy stories. But everyone, the purpose of that story is
2: because mm. there's a moral. There's gotta be of a moral, the story. Of the story. and so it explains the that. moral like, oh. of the episode. And I'm like, that's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always be gentle with yourself. Trust the process. <laughs> which right is now. a good reminder
0: to always because yeah, we can yeah, never really say it can't. enough
2: we can literally never say it enough yeah it's a constant <laughs> reminder but yeah we do love you we'll have longer episodes coming up soon with some fun guests
0: too I'm so excited for for our guests that you'll be seeing come on in and that sounds so weird I'm' <laughs> We should end this now. Who is yes, our next so guest? I have no Let's idea. Keep it a mystery. Keep okay. it a mystery. It'll be a mystery. Be a mystery
2: to me. <laughs> okay. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We appreciate you and love you so deeply. We couldn't do this without you. If you want to find us in real time, you can go to our Instagram, at Podcast. Send us any messages, questions, comments, or concerns that you may have, or new episode ideas. We love to hear from you.